1: involved in a
2: number of businesses he's a great role
3: model telling it like it is giving you both sides of the story this is cats at night great american a great new yorker now here's john katsimatidis
4: this is cats at night john katsimatidis here the number one show at five o'clock and and we deliver all the news and like i said everybody listens to us and including i heard an update there even the the, the Korean, the, the North Korean CIA is listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have a great show. We have a common sense Democrat, Judge uh, Richard Weinberg. Judge? Nice to see you. A common sense Republican, uh, Rudy Washington. Uh, and I understand you could be the great, great grandson of uh, George Washington. <laughs> but yes, you're, you're verifying that for me. I'm waiting, <laughs> waiting on that genealogy. And former deputy mayor under Rudy Giuliani. And uh, counsel to Red Apple Group, uh, uh, we have uh, Nelson Happy from Lawrence, Kansas, a pilot of 40 years and uh, former president of Mooney Aviation to tell us how did that, air, that that pilot land that airplane? Now, Lawrence, Kansas, isn't that the – I saw the movie. Isn't that the, the town in middle America that got nuked? It there was is. a nuclear it's bomb hit Lawrence, Kansas in the movie.
5: It did. I think it's the only town in, in the entire United States that's actually been nuked in a movie.
4: Wow.
2: And uh, Lydia Serrano, I'm a uh, sidekick. Don't kick me too hard. I know. Well, we got a great show coming up. We will be speaking with Congressman Mike Gallagher, who's on the floor as we speak. Congressman Tim Burchett. Also be speaking with Deputy Commissioner of the NYPD, John Miller. Also Bob Yunanway, CEO of Goya Foods. And momentarily, we'll also be speaking with... Kimberly Guilfoyle and uh, Guilfoyle, Mrs. Trump to you. Uh, (laughs) Not yet. Not not yet. yet. Not Not yet. yet. But first, we got some breaking news. W.A.B.C. Senate Democrats have failed to pass federal pro-abortion law, losing 49 to 51. And so this is a it's a big deal. That's what they wanted to uh, codify abortion up until birth. And Manchin said, no, it's way too expansive. And so I don't know. It looks like Schumer failed in his pursuit. He didn't fail
6: in his pursuit, most respectfully. He was trying to put people on the record for political advantage for the November
2: election. That's all that was. That's
6: all it was. It was all for show.
2: Because they knew it wasn't going to pass. Because they
6: knew Manchin wasn't going their way. That's correct.
2: Well, now the other big topic we have to talk about, Rudy Washington, it's directly impacting you, the baby formula shortage. I'm getting messages. 40% of stores are reporting bare shelves. I mean, this is America. This is 2022. We're going
4: to get it for Rudy wholesale.
2: Okay, good. But, Rudy, tell us about your own personal experience. um, I can tell you about it today.
3: I've been blessed to have my first grandson. Uh, He's the seventh of the George Washingtons. (laughs) And um, uh, we were well aware, at least a month, and I've talked about it here, of the food shortage and the baby formula shortage. And we started looking, and we were able to acquire some baby formula. But as of this morning, we were running around, my wife and I, before going to work, To several stores. My son had gone at 4 a.m. in the morning because Walgreens told him maybe they'll get a delivery at 4 a.m. Wow. And uh, it's become a real challenge just to get the type of baby formula that the doctor prescribes. Um, So uh, this food shortage is beginning to manifest itself. I talked about it here before. Uh, As usual, you have uh, Washington trying to poo poo the ideas, conspiracy theories, but. Right now, we are roughly up to close to 20 food production uh, companies that have been torched or burned. Uh, Two had planes go into them. Uh, You know, you being a pilot, Mm -hmm. what's the odds of that? And now, as of this week, we've had roughly 35 million chickens uh, euthanized. Now, Rudy Washington was deputy
4: mayor under Rudy Giuliani. And uh, tell us, 20 factories have been burned down in the last... How many years? Two years? Uh, since year and a half?
3: Uh, since the past year. Uh, you, you, and that's and, that's, of, and that could that be causing a shortage of food, too? It will. I believe it will. And the 35 million chickens this past week that uh, somehow have some kind of variant virus. The bird flu. The bird flu, some deviation and of that. eggs. I can verify
4: eggs are at the highest price ever in the United States. And, you know, you know President Biden's actions is making, you know who's suffering? The poor and the middle class.
3: Yes. Yes, and, and I'm firsthand. I'm telling you what I'm experiencing just trying to buy baby formula. And uh, when you think about 35 million chickens, how many people, if one chicken feeds a family of four... I understand our guest is on the line.
2: Right, and if Trump was still in the office, I guarantee you he'd be on the phone right now trying to get some factories, get that production ramped up for the and baby formula. What the hell, what the hell happened just like to he did, Just like he did with the vaccines on the line for us right now is Kimberly Guilfoyle. She's a political analyst, and she speaks her mind. And uh, I can call you a MAGA supporter and not offend you, right, Kimberly? Absolutely. How are you <laughs> We're doing well. So what's what's your pulse on what's going on in the country?
1: Well, I have to tell you, people are very upset. And you really hit the nail on the head because if President Trump, actually a true born leader and someone with business pragmatism was in office, we wouldn't be dealing with this. I cannot tell you the number of mothers and people that are calling me so upset about what's going on with it. Can you imagine in the United States of America, the greatest country on earth, that we are having a problem with baby formula, that there are mothers that can't get baby formula? Sure, if you're someone of means of economic wherewithal, you can probably figure out a way to be able to get baby formula, but how about, All of those families out there that love their children, love their babies, and are worried and stressed out about this. But you have a complete absence, a complete vacuum of leadership in the White House with Joe Biden right now. You see it, whether it's baby formula, whether it's gasoline prices, all of the above.
4: He has no clue, Kimberly. He has no clue what's going on.
1: Yeah, people get. Elections have consequences. And now we have someone, Joe Biden, in the White House who is completely failing the country, failing the middle class. You see rising inflation, interest rates, uh, lack of baby formula, sky um, skyrocketing prices for gasoline. Like, it's awful. John, you know this.
4: Well, uh, I also verified to Bloomberg News before and Fox uh, Business uh, that there's going to be a shortage, could be a shortage of diesel fuel. Well,
3: and, it's now $7 yeah. in Queens.
4: Is it $7 yeah, in Queens?
3: Yeah, $6.99. Diesel fuel. And that impacts trucking.
4: Yeah. And uh, I was, uh, some of the oil refiners have... Uh, have uh, verified that it could happen.
2: John, I know you lost your voice over this, but I got to ask you again, what is the solution? Biden just simply blamed Putin and Trump and COVID and you name it, everything in between. But what is the solution to combat the inflation and to get that supply chain going? Open
4: up North America uh, for oil. We got 100 years worth of oil. Open up North America and we'll solve the
2: problem in 90 to 120 days. Kimberly, what would Trump do? What do you think should be done?
1: Yeah, I think he's a thousand percent correct. I mean, uh, John Katz is one of the greatest American businessmen and entrepreneurs. He gets it. This is why smart people, President Trump, always sought his counsel to discuss the issues and to understand what's going on. And sadly, all the accomplishments, um, the infrastructure, the manufacturing, you know, the leaps and bounds in the economy that President Trump was able to accomplish, Joe Biden is erasing. He's got a magic eraser to American Uh, economic success and he has actually dissolved so many of the accomplishments that we've been able to make and i'll tell you something we need someone who's a true leader back in the white house we need someone who is actually tapping the pulse of american business and economy to understand what to do to create jobs to get inflation back down to lower unemployment like president trump did this is just unacceptable and and there really has been just uh, a complete stronghold on um, oil north american oil if we could do this we can actually solve so many of these problems how can people get back to work and actually get to their job if they can't afford the price at the pump
4: now the washington post a published a story pump today pump. that says that george washington university is cha- to, uh, trying to change the name should of the change, university
2: should change their name right george how about the washington post insane <laughs> right. it's insane be what, be are we gonna, what are we going to call the
3: Washington Post? What are we going to call I'll you, Rudy? I'll be out there with my picket sign. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's Rudy Washington. Kimberly, what do you think about this whole woke culture that is, seems
1: to be gripping the nation? To quote a great man, woke is broke. I mean, <laughs> it's so stupid. I can't abide by these people. They're just like, they're an episode of Dumb and Dumber. Honestly, they don't have a clue on anything. They think that they can actually just try to change history You know, choke out the economy, uh, cancel people, do all of this. And to what ends? To what we're seeing right now with Joe Biden. That's why people, there's such a tremendous backlash. And that's why President Trump, by the way, and all of his um, endorsed candidates that he's backed are doing incredibly well across the country because people are tired of it. Make no mistake, there's going to be a red wave, a reckoning across this country because people are sick of it. They're sick of people trying to indoctrinate their children. They're sick of them trying to tell them to apologize for everything, for wanting to earn a good day's living and provide for their family. They're sick of them telling them how they should educate their children. They're sick of them telling them they can't go to church, they can't worship God, they can't decide what they want to do with their own hard earned money.
4: And, and are- I understand President uh, Trump is, what, 56 and 1? Is 56 wins 1-1 one, one era?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that was a close race, but this is the point. You know, people actually understand what's going on. They're waking up, and I'm going to tell you something. We're going to take back the Congress. We're going to own the Senate, all the above, and in 2024, make no mistake about it, we will occupy the Oval. That is happening because people want actual strong leadership. They're tired of it. Now, you know, people say, well, you know, look what happened now with Biden. So now we've learned a lesson. Well, shame on us as a country that we had to go through this buffoon to be able to learn a lesson that was so obvious. Well, it was the okay, biggest con great. game. Now we know.
4: It was the biggest con game on the American people. Con game. And, and they, game. they hid.
1: Briggs election.
4: With, no, I don't know, whatever it is, but they hid uh, uh, Joe Biden in the basement. So nobody could realize what, that he didn't know what he's doing. talking about. And then
1: Zuckerberg about. poured millions and yeah, well, millions into the it. The grass was greener on the other side. Uh, yeah. So be it, it was not. 400
4: million Zuckerberg, Kimberly, 400 what was your
2: million. reaction to hearing President Biden saying that MAGA is the most extreme political organization?
1: Another episode of Weekend at Biden's. I mean, honestly, has anyone checked this guy's pulse yet? <laughs> he has no idea what he is doing and what he is saying. He is trying to demonize hard-working Americans, the hard-working men and women that were left behind by, quite frankly, every party till Donald Trump came on board. Yeah, but we- as you see, and I traveled the president across the country. We sell out everywhere. We Massive crowds. I'll be with him in Austin, Texas, along the with John 30, The president had yeah, thirty thousand people watching him.
4: The president had thirty thousand people watching him, and Joe Biden had a reception, and he had 12. 12 people, <laughs> 12 people. and eight
3: of them were staff. <laughs> Kimberly, uh, this is Rudy Washington.
4: I saw
1: the dipshit dozen. That's wow. how many Biden had watching him. <laughs> uh, Kimberly, Kimberly, this is Rudy
3: Washington. I miss you. On, I miss you on the five. Um, oh, you're
1: the this. I love uh, my John
3: Cass. But I, I want to ask you a question. It's 5 o'clock now. Why Why is our press covering for this person? Why? I mean, it's just so obvious. I, I, I scratch my head. I don't know. Uh, I think they were
1: so in the bag for him. They're so Why? why? They, they they, it's destroying the, the country. country. They are, but I don't know. They care more about just their woke policies, their liberal-like communist policies, uh, to be able to push forward in this country instead of actually what's good for the country. And now because they were so in the bag, OK, with the fake news and the fake investigations against Trump, they're trying to cover for this guy. But shame on them. Yes. Because they're they're now reaping what they sowed. So, I mean, the only way out of this is the election is. The election's coming forward now, taking back the house and the senate, and taking back the White House. It's enough already. can we've we got one it's not minute even left. About Democrat, Republican, about common sense, about being uh, an American who actually cares about earning a living and being able to provide for your family and doing the right thing by the country and for future generations. The American dream should be bipartisan. It should be everyone jumping in and everyone should stand for full and and fair, free elections. You know, a legal vote cast and count it that's what everyone should care about no we got, one wins we got
4: kimberly we have one minute left what so else you want to tell you. the american people
1: i told them that i love them and let me tell you something yeah you know, hold on we're coming the cavalry is coming <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Man, wait, wait, that's not cut Kimberly. That's cut she, sword. she said they're coming the cavalry it's it's a bipartisan right. cavalry <laughs> thank I you so that. much kimberly we love
1: your fire I love it. All right. Thank you so
4: much, Kimberly. We love you, and uh, we'll talk to you again real soon. We see you soon,
1: my friend.
4: And uh, uh,
2: now we'll talk to Nelson. Do you want
4: to? Let's talk to Nelson. Nelson, uh, Nelson Happy, uh, you're a pilot. You uh, you were president of Mooney Aviation. Now, there was a big incident today. Tell us about
5: it. Well, it's an exciting story. It's. Right up there with landing an airliner in the Hudson River.
4: Right, very Captain Sully.
5: Yeah, it's a, a page from his book, and the, what actually happened was that a young couple in their twenties were riding in a Cessna aircraft, small one eighty two, one eighty two, small airplane, Cessna, yeah, and they were near Boca Raton in Florida when, according to the passenger the pilot became, quote,
2: incoherent. And there's actual audio of it. Let's let's play a little clip of it so you yeah. can hear an air traffic control had to actually guide this person who never flew a plane before how to land the Cessna 182. Take a listen.
7: I've got a serious situation here by pilot. is incoherent. I have no idea how to fly to the airplane. Uh, Roger, what's your position?
8: I have no idea. I see the coast of Florida in front of me. Uh, Maintain wings level and uh, just try to follow the coast, either north or southbound. We're trying to locate you.
2: Can you believe that? It's it's amazing.
5: uh, After that part of the the recording, the air traffic controllers in uh, Boca directed him to go to Palm Beach International Airport. He had no idea what direction he was going. They just said, follow the coast. Oh, my God. And you can imagine what that pilot was, or what that passenger was feeling with his pregnant wife in the plane. and mm-hmm. never had flown before, but the air traffic controller directed him toward Palm Beach. When he got to Palm Beach, they shifted over to the ground controller in Palm Beach, who was a flight instructor. And he said, change the frequency on your radio. The
4: that pac- way they can locate him on the radar.
5: They they had a real problem because they couldn't find him on the radar. Well, they finally did find him, he couldn't use the transponder. They tried to have him. Nelson, do that. how
2: difficult is to is it to do something like that? Somebody like me that has no experience whatsoever.
5: I think it's extremely difficult. It's partly if you if you have the uh, emotional ability to stay calm and listen to somebody on the radio to, who gives you instruction, then you have a lot better chance than most of us would just freak out. But this young man didn't freak out. He listened, and he was fortunate that the ground controller was a flight instructor. And he the, went to his uh, computer, found a picture of the flight controls on this particular Cessna, Oh my God! And then was able to direct him what to do, and I've watched the, the uh, fi- video of the airplane landing, and it is almost a perfect landing. When you can't explain
2: something, you know what it is? It's God.
5: Well, I I think there was that element must have been there because another factor, God created some pretty good weather for him. It was daylight, there weren't any winds, so he didn't have to contend with. Weather issues. And he
4: came down safe, so his wife, pregnant wife's safe, he's safe. They ever find out what happened to the pilot?
5: They, The only thing that the FAA will say is that one of the passengers, which apparently is the pilot, was taken to the hospital. But the FAA. Right, we'll find
4: out. We'll get an update. They haven't. Now, uh, Nelson, me and you were in a jet. Oh, uh, yeah, when you were flying. I was flying the plane, left seat, and we were at uh, 30, 40. 30, 30, 30,
0: 30, 35000 30, feet. 35, 35,
4: feet. 35, feet over the Rocky Mountains and we lost the right engine oh my god that
5: was pretty terrifying
4: and in that jet you know you're supposed to be able to be above twenty thousand feet. But the mountains were at 26, 27, the Rocky Mountains.
5: And there was no place to land with the mountains, but you got us home safely.
4: Well, we landed safely in Las Vegas, but the wives never believed why we were in Las Vegas. <laughs> it, was,
2: it was for training. And then you came home with all this glitter on you. Uh, yeah. And Not your John. wallet was empty. But no,
5: I remember John was so calm, it, and that's part of the success in aviation, I think, is uh, – being calm,
4: and I can remember... Yeah, you have to stay calm.
5: You do. Uh, the first time I ever landed an airplane uh, by myself after being
6: instructed, I was just soaked in sweat. Lydia and I are sitting here listening to these stories and shaking.
2: I, I can't. You had. There are certain professions that you have to be very calm under pressure. That's why I could never be a pilot. I hate flying. Another topic we're going to go to, um, do you want to... Well,
4: so far, we talked to Nelson about the airplane and what happened today. We talked to the deputy... Uh, uh, Mayor uh, Rudy, about
3: you've got to get more information on those 20 factories that burned down. I tell you what, I'll, I'll do some research and try to locate the states, uh, the months that it happened. I know two of them were right across the border in uh, Canada. That supplies a lot of our food. Uh, so it's happening in Canada and the United States.
2: And you know, uh, it's another topic that's a, a lot of con- that's very concerning, especially for New Yorkers, is, is crime. Again, a cop was shot yesterday in the arm. It looks like it was a career criminal. Thankfully, the cop was only shot in the arm and he survived. But this guy, he shouldn't have been out on the streets. A police commissioner herself said it on the line with us right now. We have a deputy commissioner John Miller, uh, Mr. Deputy Commissioner Miller. Are you there?
0: Right here. How are you doing?
2: Good. How about yeah, you, sir? Good.
0: Very well, very well. Good to be back together with all of you today. Hey, John.
2: We watched
4: the uh, the um, press, conference. Uh, press conference a couple hours ago. Uh, uh, tell all New Yorkers what's going on.
0: Well, a couple of things. One, we talked about the proliferation of guns on the street, as we've talked about on this program before. You know, one of our funda- fundamental issues is for a place that has mandatory sentencing built into the law – For people arrested with a loaded gun, we still see that 80 percent of our gun arrests from 2021 and 2022 are still walking around on the streets um, because uh, the law requires judges to set the least restrictive conditions when people are arrested in terms of not having them incarcerated. Um, And we had a police officer from a team whose job it is to go get guns off the street shot last night by a guy who was out on a gun arrest that was made after police stopped him for jumping a turnstile. So you see the triangle of quality of life crimes um, lead to people involved in other violations of law, including violent crimes, and the frustration. The second part of what happened today was the mayor's call for the ATF, uh, the federal agency that regulates firearms in America, to revoke the, the firearms dealer license of a company called Polymer 80 which is the primary manufacturer of ghost gun parts.
4: And, and, and tell us, nobody understands what ghost, parts, uh, ghost gun parts are. Let's, uh, tell the average person what they are.
0: So a gun is made of not a large number of parts when you assemble them. Uh, so the, the lower receiver is what they consider kind of 80% of the mechanics of the gun. You put a slide on that and a barrel inside the slide and a magazine there and you at all and you have a firearm basically. So there's companies that sell the parts and then you log on to a YouTube video and it tells you how to assemble the parts into a gun, but under the current federal law, which is about to change, because they're selling the parts, not a completed firearm, it's not considered a firearm by these companies, nobody's getting a background check, nobody has a license, nobody has a permit. And in New York, you know, we found 17 of these in 2018 and 50 in 2019, and then 150 in 2020, then 275 in in 2021, and, you know, 153 in 20—we're we're projecting now we're probably going to pick up between five and 700 ghost guns. No serial numbers, totally untraceable, and totally functional as a firearm, and we're finding them in crime scenes, which means— the, for the criminal element, a gun with no fa- no father, no mother, no way to trace it, um, is a dream machine that deals death. Well,
4: understood. And uh, how were the arrests going on uh, uh, people that have been caught with armed uh, with guns?
0: Well, I mean, the good news is in the major felony categories, the seven major felonies, we are at a 21-year high for arrests. So nobody can tell you the cops aren't engaged. And in the gun arrests specifically, we're at a 28-year high. You'd have to go back to the early 90s to see um, any time the NYPD made more gun arrests than we're than we're making right now. Um, But but if we have have to release them eventually, people aren't going to jail.
4: If we have to release them and not going to jail, can can we make
2: their life miserable at least? Deputy Commissioner, Mm -hmm. there's no question that you guys are working very hard. But what's the point of arresting all these people when they're just being released?
4: Can we make these people's lives miserable at least? Put them in jail for
3: two days or one day. Well, John, one of the things they could do, uh, it was done when Senator D'Amato was Senator and Rudy was U.S. attorney have the feds prosecute some of these cases, uh, let them ride along with, with our units, and they take their arrests and put some of these people away. Uh, John, as, as John very well know, um, during our years, Rikers Island had a population of around 18,000 18, uh, prisoners uh, waiting, waiting for either trial or to go upstate. Uh, today, we stay in the, in the threes or fours um, in an attempt to close Rikers Island. I think, you know, we're kidding ourselves. The cops could do a job 100%, and John, you notice know if they're not supported by legislation with this bail reform, we're only just spinning our wheels. Until somebody go and kick the teeth in of these legislators that's doing what they want to do and not what the people want done, we're going to stay in this rat maze. You know, we got to take on Albany. We have to. I don't understand why we're not.
0: Well, I know the mayor has been to Albany to talk to them. I know the police commissioner has been to Albany to talk to them. Um, But, I mean, these aren't always fact-based conversations.
3: John, tell them to basically go up to the Bronx in Hastings District Mm. and and hold a town hall and let let his voters know, well, he's responsible for the bullets flying in your district. We we got to take
2: this head on. We just right. had a 17 year old kid got shot out of Mass Effect well, High School. Another one died at Lincoln maybe Hospital. Maybe we have
4: to point it out to the to the other politicians and let the other politicians go in into those neighborhoods and. And and with bullhorns and telling telling the right. people what's going on.
3: Right. I mean, how do politicians get elected and then do what they want to do, not what the people who elected them want them to do? Yeah. And they want them to reduce well, crime. it's this Rudy Washington. It's this November and this primary. We have to make
4: a difference. And if we don't make a difference this uh, this uh, November, I am worried about our city and our country.
3: Yes, you're right, John.
4: What else? Do
0: well, you we, do? St- we stay out of the politics business, but we're very, we're very good on the education business, meaning we're happy to say, you know, here's the problem. Here's our analysis of what's causing it. And, you know, here are ways to fix it. Here's one thing that is certain. Is we didn't wake up one day to quote uh, a, an earlier police commissioner and forget how to do policing. We had the low crime of any major city in the nation. It's when multiple conditions changed, many of them in the law um, that we found challenges that we never found before. I mean, there has not been a time in modern history where this many people have been walking around with guns, um, not fearful of consequences.
3: That's exactly right. And that
4: is exactly correct. And we stand by your side, uh, Commissioner, and uh, we're all going to work together to bring New York back uh, to to where it used to be.
0: Well, appreciate always these conversations, John, uh, with you and your team.
4: Thank you so much, and uh, thank you again for the great job you do and and uh, keeping New York safe and continue to speak out for New York. And uh, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, uh, I think we have former Commissioner uh, Bill Bratton on,
2: right. Yep. We're going to to talk to Bill Bratton and we're going to talk about how even crime and chaos is keeping workers out of offices and keeping New York from opening back up like it should. Keep it right here. Cats at night.
3: A common sense recap of the day's biggest stories. It's John Katz and Cats at Night on 77 WABC.
2: Welcome back to the John Cats Matides Cats Katz at Night Show. Uh, we've got a great show. We've got still more to go. We're going to be speaking with the CEO of Goya, Bob Yunanway, and he is donating a million pounds of food to the crisis in Ukraine. And on the line with us uh, momentarily, we will be speaking with the NYPD Commissioner Bill Bratton about the crime that's. Uh, Plaguing so many major cities, uh, John Katzmatidis. Do you think crime is playing a major role in the fact that the subways are still empty, pretty much, and the streets? I, I don't think
4: people want to go into subways. I think the number one problem right now is crime. If we if we got rid of crime, we took those three thousand uh, criminals and put them back at Rikers Island. Those three thousand criminals are responsible for. For 90% of the crimes. So I'm going to say the same thing I've been saying over and over and over again. Do the politicians in Albany work for the eight and a half million citizens of New York or do they work for the 3,000 criminals? If John, they work for the 3,000 criminals,
3: John, resign and go home. Oh, and John, don't Amen. leave on Syracuse, Albany, well, and Rochester, and Buffalo. Rudy, Rudy don't, let, let's, let's be clear.
6: Go into Penn Station. Going to Grand Central Station. People are scared, to, Thug, People are scared afraid to, to, go to be there. Go to Grand and by the way, crime is up on the Long Island Railroad. So, what that's doing, that's impacting right. the ability of
4: communities to company. I understand have the
6: former commissioner.
2: We have the former NYPD Police Commissioner Bill Bratton. Uh, Commissioner Bratton, we were just speaking with John Miller, the Deputy Commissioner, and he was telling us that they have a record number of gun arrests, you name it, arrests. Yet, you know, we pose the question to him, what's the point when they, because of the laws, because of everything going on, they just have to be let out of jail? So, Commissioner Bratton, what can we do?
9: Well, the irony, the resolution of this problem is in plain sight, plain view. And it's in Albany. You've just been discussing it. It's getting that legislative leadership up there to basically recognize that the people that are being killed, people that are being wounded, people living in fear, are their constituents. Mm-hmm. Because the leadership of uh, basically represent minority neighborhoods, and those are the neighborhoods most significantly impacted by the foolishness, the stupidity of the laws that they enacted back in 2019-2020. The Ghost Gun uh, press conference that was held today is another example of uh, the absurdity in this country of uh, failure to regulate uh, the sale of firearms. That uh, you have this one company that the mayor is pointing out is responsible for the significant uh, majority of these guns now appearing on the streets of New York and the streets of America. And uh, uh, who do we have to blame but ourselves, the voters? to put these politicians into office. And uh, so effectively, we're not going to see any changes until those characters in Albany uh, get the message, and uh, hopefully through shows like yours, the media, and eventually the voters, they get the message.
6: Commissioner, it's, uh, it's Judge Richard Weinberg. I don't know if you're aware, I just saw it earlier in the week, there's new legislation up in Albany that want to penalize police once again. For doing their jobs, they want to launch investigations and prosecutions for people, depending on how their testimony comes out at, at trials. So whether they believe or not believe, that will then become a basis for allegations against a police officer to, to prosecute them and to penalize them in their careers. And,
3: Judge, don't leave out qualified immunity.
6: And, and, of course, the qualified immunity, which was passed by New York City Council, which was an awful thing to do, which jeopardized the ability of, of police officers to do their job. What say you, Commissioner.
9: Well, Judge, what you're highlighting has been the continuing effort on the part of the legislation in Albany, uh, the continuing efforts on the part of the city council here in New York uh, to uh, spend more time trying to penalize the cops than to penalize the criminals. The cops are risking their lives trying to arrest. That uh, that's the absurdity of it. The Potomac Village that we're talking about that they built. Uh, uh, it's it. It is extraordinarily frustrating, and it just makes you angry to think about it, to talk about it, That uh, because it just it doesn't make any sense that uh, we are penalizing those that are risking their lives to save the lives of the public. And they're sitting in their, their uh, chairs up in Albany and their chairs in city council, spending most of their time uh, basically protecting those who are basically raping, robbing, and murdering the rest of us.
2: You know, it's really scary, Commissioner. I'm not an expert like you in in law, but with the weather getting warmer, with the crime getting worse, inflation is skyrocketing, gas up 44 percent, food, you name it. Crime is only going to get worse. Is that correct?
9: That's correct. And uh, we've seen that uh, the most recent Comstat uh, report that came out this week showed that the trend, unfortunately, with the exception of murders, which are down uh, by a small amount, uh, shootings, I think, may have been about even. Uh, everything else is trending up. And it's not trending up by 5 or 10 or 15%. It's up by 20, 30, 40, 50, 60% in some categories. Uh, I've not seen anything like that, that rapid increase in crime. In, I've been associated in this business for almost 50 years. And I've never seen such a significant increase in such a short period of time. It's not 1990, the worst crime year in the history of the city. But at the rate it's going, that uh, it's uh, soon going to start looking and feeling like 1990.
2: And it could it be that the murders aren't up because the doctors are so good at treating trauma patients. That's what I, that's what I'm thinking. They're so good at it that it's like uh, automatic commissioner. Well, that's, yeah,
9: that's true in some respects that, uh, because the city has such extraordinary trauma centers, but there's also, uh, through the excellent work of the, uh, New York, uh, city police department, and, and uh, we're. Uh, there is a cooperation. There is cooperation with the district attorneys, as rare as that is in the 21st century. Uh, I believe the uh, clearance rate of the idea of people who are arrested for murder is close to 90%. In other words, nine out of every 10 people who commit murder in the city are arrested for it. That's phenomenal, considering we still live in an age in which a lot of people refuse to want to uh, work with the police on trying to solve some of this crime. But, uh, it's, again, the trending is, is going in all the wrong directions, and you're correct. Historically, warmer weather tends to bring more crime, and there's no reason to believe that's going to be the case this summer, uh, not only in New York, but in the country.
3: Uh, Bill, this is Rudy. Uh, how you doing? Um, Very good, Rudy. Well, you, you know, it's, it's not our police department. Our police department is great. They're doing their job. Uh, it's the left wing of the Democratic Party that's controlling the leadership in Albany, and until that leadership understand, don't fear your left wing; fear the voter. Until they understand that, it's not going to change. And you know, we have to motivate the voters and take some of these folks out of their seats. You know, because uh, we didn't put you there to do what you want to do. People vote you in to do what they want you to do. And um, until that change, we're in, we're in a lot of trouble in the city council and in the you know Albany.
9: Well, it's uh, probably going to get worse because the city council, who heard very little from, will hear more of them uh, in the next month uh, during the budget debates. Uh, there is such a hostility toward the NYPD in that body, as well as the hostility in the part of the leadership. You can't claim all of the legislatures up in Albany that uh, basically the leadership, as you know, control that process up there. And it's the leadership that uh, half dozen or so who basically have uh, outsized influence on how the uh, assembly and the Senate vote up there.
3: But, but um, as you said, Commissioner, we, the, the leadership comes from the minority community. Uh, you know, you and I work uh, together. I'm not
9: saying it, but blame, blame the voters because they're the ones putting them into office. And uh, so in terms of if you're living in those neighborhoods and wondering why the rapes, the murders, the shootings are so high, go look in the mirror and basically you'll see why, because basically you're— person responsible for putting these people into office, and they're the ones responsible for the chaos in your community, the loss of ones, the fear that those neighborhoods live in, and the disinvestment. Nobody wants to invest in those areas. Why? It's basically too much of a chance of being robbed, too much of a chance of being burglarized, too much of a chance of losing your life, defending your store. Now, uh, look in your mirror, uh, and there's there's where the problem lies, the voters of New York City and the voters of New York State. Uh,
4: Yep. Well, thank you, Commissioner, for calling in, and uh, let's continue to fight side-by-side to, to make New York the greatest city in the world again.
9: It's a good fight. It's a worthwhile fight. And it's a
4: worthwhile fight, and we're all going to be side-by-side. Side- side.
9: All the best, John.
4: Thank you. Uh, I understand we have Congressman Gallagher has just called in.
2: Yes, uh, Congressman Gallagher. Well, oh, we, we have to take a break first. They're telling us – I think we can. We we have to take a break. Are you sure? Give a couple minutes. Let's
4: do it a couple minutes, and uh, then we'll take the break.
2: Okay, Congressman Gallagher. Oh, we're having a technical problem now. Okay, are are we? Is he ready, Congressman Gallagher?
8: Hey, how are you?
2: Good. How about you, sir? Fantastic. So, tell us what is on. What are you fired up about? I know you were. Uh, you, I I was reading that an article that say you want to arm Taiwan to the teeth. Why is that?
1: Well, I
8: think the. Uh... The Biden administration's defense strategy is misguided. It's naive. It's what they're calling integrated deterrence, And the basic idea is that you can rely more heavily on soft power and unproven technology and thereby rely less on conventional hard power. Um, The problem with this approach or at least one of the problems, is that it failed quite spectacularly in Ukraine. In Ukraine, we relied solely on the threat of sanctions uh, and what Secretary Blinken called relentless diplomacy in order to deter Vladimir Putin. He ignored those threats, invaded, and now we have a very complicated situation on our hands. To me, is clear. In order to deter authoritarians from uh, aggression, you need to put hard power in their path, and that is certainly true in Taiwan. The optimistic side of this is that we have learned, and the bravery of the Ukrainians has demonstrated, that at a relatively low cost, armed with anti-ship missiles, armed with other asymmetric capabilities, you can have a massive impact on a numerically superior force. The problem is, if deterrent sales in Taiwan as a deal Ukraine, it's going to be very difficult to resupply Taiwan's, which is why we need to arm them now in order to prevent the outbreak of a massive conventional conflict that would potentially draw us and China into fighting each other. It is a far less costly uh, option than allowing deterrence to fail again.
2: Right. But the Biden administration is very confusing because at one point they said the sanctions were to deter an invasion. Then they said, no, it was never meant to be. So, I mean, uh, it's just you don't know what to believe anymore.
3: Uh, Congressman. Well, they're, they're
8: lying about that. Sorry, John, go ahead.
2: Uh, Congressman, this is Rudy this is- Washington.
3: You know, I what bothers me about all of this is if that uh, if we were still energy independent, we could backstop Europe and we, they wouldn't have to be spending nine hundred million dollars a day with Russia to get oil. Uh, we could have cut Russia off from oil and we could have backstopped them uh, and been in a much stronger position. And you're right. Um, China needs to look at Taiwan. And if they figure they got to pay a big price, a very big price, um, they may not do it. Uh, and we need to basically organize the world uh, so that if China does that, well, guess what? Heavy sanctions will be dropped on them, not just from the United States, but globally. And we'll hurt them financially. You're absolutely right.
6: Congressman, it's, uh, it's Judge Richard Warren. What I'm troubled about is I think the Chinese are learning the mistakes of Russia, and they're trying to figure out how to anticipate getting around sanctions or, or military options. They're using this as a case study. What do you say?
8: I agree with that. You know, I also think it would be a mistake just to assume that the world is going to unite with a sort of economic sanction strategy, similarly to what we've seen in Russia, because there are so many more people around the world, and particularly in the United States, that are far more economically dependent on China or funds exposed to the Chinese market Than on Russia. I mean, we're talking about about orders of magnitude more economic power in China. And so I think you'll have a lot of people that will counsel any administration to do the opposite, which is not to attack them economically, which is why it's so important for us to put hard power in Xi's path. As to your comment, uh, the previous comment about energy independence, I couldn't agree more. I do think this is the, the weakest link in our strategy right now. The Biden administration has learned nothing about. How counterproductive their war on domestic energy production and on domestic fossil fuels has been, and it's not just that you know people in my district in Green Bay, Wisconsin are paying over four dollars a gallon for gas, which is a massive increase. It's well,
4: also, Wait till you see next week's price.
8: Yeah, it, 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 it was a massive geopolitical gift we gave to Vladimir Putin, and we still have not unleashed the full power of America. And, and Congressman, production.
4: we're making the Saudis zineers again.
8: Exactly. 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 It's, um, you know, the, the I think a lot of people focused on high-profile decisions like canceling Keystone Pipeline, which was a terrible mistake, some other rhetoric and, and the obsession, the constant obsession with climate change. But just think of all the, the – what it does to put climate radicals in FERC. Control the regulatory process for approving new energy infrastructure. Think about the cost of uh, inserting ESG requirements into a lot of federal government regulation. All of this is acting like a blanket on our domestic energy production, and we're missing a massive opportunity, as you said, to help our European friends wean themselves off of their dependence on Russian energy. I don't think I'd say that we're looking at, at the Europeans thinking, how could they have gotten themselves into this? Where they're so dependent on Russia. Well, they, well, they, they were, they were a dependent a on Russia. We're, but I would argue we're in a similar position with respect to China. Now it's not for energy, but it is for the manufacturing of critical chips, technology: chips, we chips, 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 pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals. pharmaceuticals,
4: pharmaceuticals,
8: exactly.
4: And now, and yeah. now and then they want to do yeah. it. And baby, car batteries, car batteries. Uh, Congressman, we're out of time We're going to go to a break But uh, Congressman uh, uh, Gallagher Thank you so much And we're going to have you on again real soon Maybe for the weekend And we'll get to talk longer Look look forward
8: to it, thank you
4: Thank you, Congressman Mike Gallagher Thank you so much Let's go to a break And when we come back We're going to be talking to Rocco turner, About electricity in New York uh, About heating oil People are as mad as hell and they can't take it anymore. Let's go to that break.
3: It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats at Night on 77 WABC.
2: Welcome back to the John Matiti's Cats at Night show. On the line with us right now is the CEO of Goya Foods, Bob Yunanwe. And he's always on a mission to help others. And Goya Cares is always a part of that. And, and I
4: understand a million pounds worth of food for uh, Poland, and the Ukrainians. Tell us, uh, Bob, Uniteway. I'd say it right. Yes.
2: Yeah. And you're in Poland now, sir?
7: Yes, I am. Uh, for our second trip, and, and it's it's been, you know, uh, not just a, uh, it's been a spiritual mission also. And, you know, thanks to WABC, you know, John Casamitidis, and a donation they also sent of $62,000. $62, uh, we were able to uh, buy on behalf of WABC more uh, food to be delivered, uh, not just you know into Poland, into I'm sorry, into Ukraine. Uh, they're taking the food into about 46 different uh, cities in in Ukraine, and into areas as far as Mariupol, where there's a lot of fighting going on, and they're they're taken in by some uh, ex-green berets, uh, some very uh, courageous. Uh, men. and um, But their mission also not only is delivering food, but it's also bringing back a lot of these uh, children, rescuing the children. Uh, It's just a tremendous humanitarian crisis with the amount of uh, women and children in exile and children abandoned, children being taken to Russia and, uh, you know, used to uh, eventually be to fight for, for, for Russia. But uh, one of the things that we looked at over there was the plantings. We've talked to, I've talked to people in there, and a lot of the central area is being planted for food, but I don't think it's going to be as as much as the, they're able to do. Uh, the other part is, of course, transportation, the cost of transportation, and the fertilizer, which between Ukraine and Russia, they control 50% of the world's fertilizer, and Already, in the United States, you're seeing a fourfold increase in the price of fertilizer, so plantings will be affected and yields will be affected and uh and of course, the ports of Pripyat and Odessa are being uh squeezed they are getting food out of other ports and other countries uh,
4: you know uh, you run Goya foods and you have uh, a lot of trucks out there. Uh, I understand we were on there was a report today that there could be a shortage of diesel fuel do your trucks run on diesel?
7: Yes, our trucks run on diesel um and uh, you know the 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 craziest thing you know we just demonstrated an incredible weakness. we have all the resources we have the oil we had the pipeline into Canada ready to go we have drilling and to become to have all these assets and resources, the greatest military, and then hand it over to give it up. You know, we're giving up our freedom that we we're we going to need to depend on others. Once we depend on others and then have to ship it in and ship with shipping rates 10 times the normal uh, rate, the, the, the shipping rates have gone up tenfold in shipping by sea and shipping by land. And so, you know, w- here we are giving up our precious freedom to be oil independent, and we're oil dependent. And once you become dependent on others, you lose your greatness, you lose your strength, and we become subservient to these other countries. This Bob, is a globalist agenda, and it's not America first.
3: Yeah, Bob, this is Rudy Washington. First, let me just say God bless you for what for the work you're doing. Um, you know, coming into the studio, one of my friends called me in the car, uh, he owns a bakery, Cascon Bakery. His name is Andy Joya, And he was fussing with me. He was so upset because he saw the price of his butter for his bakery and the price of his eggs. And uh, we're feeling it now. People are beginning to really feel this across America. And I just don't understand. And I don't know if you have some insight into why we're doing this too Ourselves to our It's country. the White House.
4: It's the White House. But why, John? I be, mean, I, I, I've said I was on Maria Bartolomo this morning, so and it, if, if if the White House would open up North America to energy, the price would come down from one hundred and ten dollars a barrel back to about fifty five, sixty, and the and, and, and the and inflation will be over over right. by the, uh, the middle of the year the end of the year, and. That's the solution. On the other side, the other side of midnight, it, it, the other side, what happens? They, they're going to have the Fed raise interest rates, and they're going to wipe out the real estate industry. Another industry, the White House
3: is going to wipe out.
7: Look, at John. It's greed and corruption. We gave up our oil independence to and, and had politicians or individuals investing in companies like Barisma, who are is a, a natural is a, a gas and, and a uh, mineral company. Why have we given up our U.S. sovereignty of oil independence to go and then pay for it overseas? It's tremendous corruption. This is, you know, because it's the greed and the power. You know, uh, the genie says to Aladdin, never drink from the cup of money or power. You'll never be satisfied. And we're giving up this country's this country by a bunch and, and, of greedy, political hacks.
3: And Bob... Worse than that, I don't understand this Iran situation. Every Friday at the end of their service, they say death to America, death to Israel. And we want to go in empower them and buy oil
2: from them? You know what that music is. Robert
4: Way, stay safe in Poland. Thank you for everything you do for, for all human beings. God bless you, and he will bless you. And uh, Judge Weinberg, thank you. Nelson, happy fly those airplanes uh, the right way. And I understand your son is a pilot for the... Graduated in Annapolis and is a pilot for the Navy now. Marine Corps. Uh the Marine
6: Corps.
4: Uh, Rudy Washington, former deputy mayor. God bless you. And, and Lydia Serrani, thank you for everything you do. God bless New York and God bless America. And we stand for?
2: Truth, justice, and an the American, American way.
4: way. Where's that music?